You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, it is Thursday, so that can only mean one thing. It is crossover Thursday time, and I am so excited because we have been waiting for this for so long. For so long, we're wearing the same color shirt. I've waited until we hit the record button to mention it, but look, we're even matching. Y'all, I'm so excited to be here with the one and only Patricia Trainer of Locked On Giants. I, of course, am Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. You can follow Patricia on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trainer, and of course, me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day as we preview the New Orleans Saints hosting the New York Giants, the big time matchup this weekend. We're going to start off with uh, the biggest stories for both of these teams. We'll look at key matchups and we'll look at keys to victory and maybe make some predictions. And as well, Patricia, how are you? I am so excited. I've been counting down the weeks to for this show. And when I saw the Saints on the schedule, I was like, yes. So thank you so much <laughs> for having me. This is going to be a blast. Hey, so excited to do it. And I'm looking forward to breaking this down from both angles here. Love giving the Locked on Saints listeners some insight on the upcoming opponents, the only the way that our local experts are able to bring it. So let's go ahead and dive into it with the biggest story for these New York Giants heading into this matchup against the Saints. Yeah, so 0-3, trouble scoring, trouble on defense. I mean, let's take our pick here of, uh, of which story we wanted to cover here. I think <laughs> we've got to start with the offense. You know, Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, has come under fire. The Giants offense just not getting it done. The Giants have scored over 20 points, I want to say about 10 times under this new coaching regime. That's not mm-hmm. going to cut it. If you're not scoring at least 25 points on offense, you don't really have a chance. So the big the big thing coming out of the Falcons game last week was Joe, Joe that being Joe Judge, the head coach, mm-hmm. who's calling the plays this week, you know, They've got a lot of question marks. They, they're going to have, um, it looks like another change on the offensive line because of injury. Uh, there was a report by ESPN today that the left guard, Doug Bredesen, has a hand injury, might have to miss some time. So they've got to shuffle that again. Um, Daniel Jones, maybe without two of his receivers, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, both have hamstring injuries, one of which I, I believe is kind of significant, could cost uh, some time there. So, and and then of course, you know, you have Evan Ingram, who all the giant fans want to run out of town and rightfully so, because he just hasn't been good. So a lot of question marks on offense. And then of course, you know, I mentioned defense. I have to talk about that real Mm -hmm. quick. The giants defense, the pass defense has allowed 75.4% of the pass targets against it to be completed. You cannot have that and expect to win football games. So Defensive coordinator Patrick Graham is going to have to come up with some kind of solution to stop that bleeding. You've got bleeding on the offense. You've got bleeding on the, on the defensive side. They've got to come up with a solution because they cannot continue like this. They're entering the tough part of their schedule, and it's going to be a long year unless these coaches figure out something. Yeah, that's really, really challenging. I mean, it's nearly 75% of passes allowed to be complete. That's really, really tough on that defense. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned, all the injuries, Saints. Uh, over on the the biggest sort of story for the New Orleans Saints coming into this one should probably be injuries as well. I mean, you know, they're without Eric McCoy. They're still without Michael Thomas. They lost Teron Armstead last week. He's expected to be out three to six weeks. 
they're, you know, stalwart at left tackle. But honestly, I, I think the biggest story for this team this week is being at home. And that probably seems like such a small thing for most folks. But, you know, Patricia, as you and I understand, this is the teams love to play in front of their home crowd. And this New Orleans Saints team has been on the road for 28 days before they finally return back to New Orleans, playing their first home opener in Jacksonville up against the uh, the Green Bay Packers. How much would you have loved if you're you know part of that team to have that big 38 to three win in front of your home crowd? Right. And now. They finally get the opportunity to open up the now Caesars Superdome, the first full capacity home game since the January 2020 playoff exit up against the Minnesota Vikings. So the Saints are dealing with a lot in terms of injuries and players that aren't going to be available and, and, and pieces like that. And we'll certainly talk through all of those when we talk about key matchups and things like that. But for me, the biggest story about this team is that they finally get to come home and play in front of their home crowd in the Crescent City. And if the you know uh, if the New York Giants are changing things like play calling and everything, I can imagine, particularly if they're struggling on third down in the red zone, that that could potentially cause some trouble being in front of a what is going to be a raucous uh, home crowd for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And you know, you mentioned the home, uh, the fact that the Saints are back home. What a tremendous story for the people of New Orleans. I mean, those those mm-hmm. people have been through hell and back with the weather yeah. and, and and the hurricanes and all that stuff. So that's a great boost for the area, the tourism, you know, just everything. Yeah. And those folks deserve it. I mean, they, they, like I said, they've had it rough every time a hurricane comes up that way. And, you know, hopefully a lot of those folks will be able to enjoy it and just, you know, kick in and relax. And it just, just, it, even if it's just for a few hours, however long a football game lasts yeah. and, just have have a smile on their face. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I keep telling y'all, nobody understands it the way that Patricia understands it, y'all. I told you before before we got here that she would understand it, that she would get it. Uh, as we continue on, we're going to talk about key matchups. We'll get into a little bit more injury talk, what it is that we're watching on the field, players, uh, position groups, all of that as we continue on with our crossover Thursday. Patricia Trainer locked on Giants, myself, Ross Jackson, locked on Saints. More for you here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Get Upside as well. Patricia, I don't know about you, but I've been driving a ton. I was late for this recording because I was on the road and driving. And the only thing that gave me solace in the midst of all that is the fact that I know that with the GetUpside app, I'm going to save about 25 cents per gallon next time I go to the pump and I fill up. And I'm very grateful for that because I'm doing a lot of driving right now. There are some folks that are making $200, $300 back per month on their gas because of the GetUpside app. And the best part about it is that Patricia and I we're going to help you out a little bit here. Not only are you going to get 25 cents per gallon back, but on your first one, if you download the app over on the Apple Store or on the Google Play Store, you use your promo code TOUCHDOWN, okay? Touchdown, like, you know, touchdown. They're going to give you 50 cents back per gallon. They're going to double it for you on your first tank and on your first fill up. So go and check them out. The Get Upside app, you can find it again, Apple Store, uh, Google Play, whatever it is that you use. And don't forget to use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that big time bonus at the top. That's 25 cents per gallon back every time you fill up with the Get Upside app. All 
Patricia. We are continuing on with our crossover Thursday. Once again, thank you, everybody, for making us your first listen of the day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Giants, Locked On Saints. Talk about this Saints and Giants matchup. We talked about some of the biggest stories for these two teams. Now let's get a little bit more into the weeds here. Talk about matchups, whether it be player matchups or position group matchups. Patricia, is there anything that stands out to you in this game? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, The Saints and Alvin Kamara versus the Giants run defense. Now, the Giants lost Blake Martinez to Mm -hmm. a torn ACL. Devastating injury. And I can't stress this enough. Blake Martinez was not only the quarterback of that defense, but he was a key part of that run defense. I don't know what Patrick Graham has up his sleeve. He's the defensive coordinator for the Giants. Don't know what he's thinking. But... um, I'm concerned about that matchup. I have an idea what they might do personnel-wise, but they're not Blake Martinez. And um, right. that's that would be my my key matchup, my most concerning matchup from a Giants perspective. Yeah, I'll be watching for that one too. Obviously, right now for the New Orleans Saints as they try to get their sort of passing game in order and figure out what that's going to be. We had our film watch Wednesday and yesterday's episode, and we broke it down to where There's just a lot of different areas where this team isn't clicking in the passing game yet, but 170 plus yards to open up the season on the ground, 140 in their win in New England last week. I expect very much that they'll continue with a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara. 24 carries last week in the win against New England. I think he can probably get up to that number again here up against the the New York Giants, and they'll be certainly looking to establish that run game as they get off. But I'll tell you, one of the things I'm going to be looking forward to in this matchup that goes a, a little bit, I guess it, it it involves the run game, but it also involves the passing game. It's just simply going to be the Saints offensive line up against the Giants defensive line. The Giants have done something very interesting. It started to get mimicked all over the NFL. We've watched the you know Minnesota Vikings change their defensive front to match what it is that the Giants put on the field last year that gave a lot of the top teams trouble. They went down to the wire with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And a lot of it is that tight front defense that I think could potentially give the Saints some trouble on the uh, on their offensive front. You have to be able to win in the trenches in this league. And right now, the Saints, without Eric McCoy, they're starting Cesar Ruiz, who spent his entire offseason focusing on becoming a guard and now is going back to center after playing there in college. And he struggled there a little bit so far. And then they lose to Ron Armstead this past week. You're going to see James Hurst probably out there starting at left tackle in his place. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Saints offensive line holds up against this Giants defensive line because the Saints have been a little bit porous there so far, but the run game should be able to help keep defenses honest. So that's one of the reasons why I think they have to get that going pretty early. Yeah. And I think what else is going to help the Saints, uh, the Giants pass rush. Now, you know, we talk about the guys up front, but we also got to talk about the defensive secondary because the pass rush, as you Mm -hmm. know, up front and the back end, they kind of go hand in hand. And the Giants' defensive secondary has had some trouble holding their coverage. Now, to be fair to them, they've been playing a lot of off-ball. I mean, we're we're talking six, seven, eight yards off their men, which Mm. I don't get. I mean, this is a defensive secondary that last year, when they played more press man coverage and they were getting physical with guys coming off, you know, receivers coming off the line, they were a lot better. And that Mm -hmm. helped the pass rush, which on paper this year is a lot better than it was last year, but yet hasn't been as productive this year for the Giants. So I'm hoping as part of their changeup, if you will, that the that Patrick Graham has those defensive backs, those cornerbacks playing a little bit closer, 
bump guys for heaven's sakes. It's allowed. You can do that within the first five yards. Make (laughs) some contact. Don't give these guys free releases and give your guys up front an opportunity to maybe move Jameis Winston off his spot or whoever, you know, if it's Taysom Hill playing quarterback or whoever, move the guy off his spot and maybe, who knows, maybe you have an an interception, you have a bad throw. I mean, do something. You've got to take take the bull by the horns and this playing passively just mm-hmm. it doesn't suit this Giants defensive uh this the defensive philosophy and what we saw last year. So um we'll see Patrick Graham adjusts. I, I and I think that they should. I mean this Saints the Saints receivers have struggled to create some separation. Now the separation isn't the only thing that's been of detriment to the passing game. It's been, like I mentioned earlier, a collection of things, but that has certainly been one ingredient in the sort of disappointment gumbo, if you will, that has been the Saints passing game so far to begin this season. And so if they're able to get up there and get physical with these receivers, that certainly might help them quite a bit and would be uh, not the greatest look for the New Orleans Saints. We're trying to get that passing game going. But of course, they're very happy to rely on the run game until everything does come together. I'll flip the script really quickly on, on exactly what you mentioned and look at the Saints secondary versus these New York Giants receivers. Now, when I first you know, started talking about and kind of went through all of the games when the schedule was released, I talked about this being a test for the New Orleans Saints new look secondary that was going to have this new starting cornerback opposite Marshawn Lattimore. We weren't sure when or if Marshawn Lattimore was going to be available at the beginning of the season because there were a lot of whispers about a potential suspension there due to an offseason incident. But Marshawn Lattimore is there. Paulson Adebo, the rookie third round corner has come in and he has not relinquished that cornerback two spot, despite the fact the Saints went out and sent a third round pick as well to trade for Bradley Roby. So that secondary has gone from a place of concern to a bit of a strength. And of course, you can add CJ Gardner-Johnson into the mix there. CJ Gardner-Johnson, Evan Ingram, that should be a pretty good matchup to watch for sure. But now you have these injuries for the Giants with Sterling Shepard and the hamstring injury, Darius Slayton with the hamstring injury. And now I'm curious about what this Giants receiving core is going to look like and what that could potentially mean for the Saints. Yeah, I'm curious as well, because here's the thing, and I can't figure this out. If anybody out there can figure this out, let me know. Come over to the Locked on (laughs) Giants podcast channel and let me know. But, um, okay, so the Giants spent, what, a two-year contract on Kyle Rudolph, a red zone threat, and he gets Mm -hmm. no targets last week, and he gets no red zone targets the week before. I don't get Mm. it, okay? They drafted Kadarius Toney. All right, right, in the first round, 20th pick overall after trading down. This kid has barely gotten on the field and gotten opportunities. I don't get it. All right, so now Sterling Shepard, who has been their best receiver, their most consistent receiver, mm-hmm. may not play this week because of that hamstring. Darius Slayton, who is one of their deep threat guys, may not play this week because of the hamstring. Kenny Galladay has been dealing with a hip ailment. Now he was able to play last week. He got some targets, but he's still kind of getting his feet underneath him and getting, you know, building that chemistry with Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Evan Ingram, you mentioned him. I think if you took a poll right now, giant fans, they would all say unanimously get this guy off the team. The Shepard injury is concerning. The Slayton injury Uh is concerning because now what I'm worried about is, okay, if it's just Kenny Galladay out there, Let's double this guy, you know, we can double him. And hey, Evan Ingram, you try and beat us. Hey, Kyle Rudolph, they don't throw to you. So hey, try and beat us. You know, Kadarius Tony, you you know, you're 
getting integrated into this offense. It's been taking a long time for whatever reason. Try and beat us. This is a concern. Mm. And yeah. you're right. Before the season started, I would have said the, the receivers were a strength. Right mm-hmm. now, I can't honestly say that. We'll see if they can get back to full strength or at least some strength. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, once they get to this game up against the Saints this weekend. Patricia, next up, we're going to talk a little bit about keys to victory for this one. I have the feeling we've just begun to scratch the surface here. We'll get to a couple more things and then make our picks as well. Uh, but before we get to all of that, I want to tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. Uh, you know, we just talked about saving some money on your gas prices. Well, now you can take some of that money and then reinvest it in your vehicle, help it last a little bit longer. Thanks to our friends over at rockauto.com. We give you an extensive catalog and give you all the parts, pieces, and accessories you need for whatever make, model, or year vehicle that you're looking for. All that a fraction of the prices which you're going to spend over with the chain stores because the chain stores are going to charge you more as a do-it-yourselfer, not over at Rock Auto. They take care of you. It doesn't matter if you're a professional or do it yourself or you're paying the same price. And sometimes you're paying 30, 50, 70% uh, less than what you're paying over around the corner. So stay at home, jump on on your mobile site, jump on on your laptop, stay in your pajamas. I love staying in mine. And go ahead and get what you need for your vehicle over at rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know, of course, that Locked On sent you right in Locked On in the How to Hear About Us section. It's amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And Patricia, we're going to talk about this here in a little bit. We'll talk about some picks, but the Saints open this game up, remember, back at home now in the Caesar Superdome, minus eight, favored by eight points up against the uh, New York Jets, which is... A pretty hefty sum to get started. I don't know how I feel about that one, but we'll talk more about it in a little bit. If you want to check out what else is going on over at betonline.ag, we highly recommend that you go and check them out because they've got everything that you need for NFL, MLB, NBA even. They just had media days, but you can already bet on your MVP going into next season, end of year awards. I already put down a little bit of money on James Harden. I kind of I kind of bit the bullet a little bit. I might regret that later, but we'll see. It's all good. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, And if you want to get a a little welcome bonus on top of that, if you're new to the website, go and check them out. Use the promo code NFL100. You get a 100% welcome bonus. Put $100 down. Get $100 extra. All of a sudden, you got $200 to bet on the Saints or the Giants, depending on how you feel about this matchup. Go and check them out. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. As we wrap this up here on our crossover Thursday, Patricia Trainer locked on Giants, myself, Ross Jackson, locked on Saints. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about a key to victory for the Giants. If the Giants do this, they can win this game against the Saints. What's your expectation there? They've got to stop Alvin Kamara. I mean, mm-hmm. again, that is the bread and butter right now of the Saints' offense. Um, I believe. They should be able to get some pressure uh, against Jameis Winston, move him off his mark. And I think if you get pressure on him, he is prone to making mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right. And by the way, if he does make a mistake, the Giants defensive backs better catch the ball. They had two drop oh, interceptions no. last week. Oh, no. Can't be having that. Spend more time on the, the jugs, guys. So, <laughs> so yeah, but the, the key is got to be, it has to be. Stop that running game because not only is Kamara good as a runner, but he's mm-hmm. pretty good coming out of the backfield. 
And as a matter of fact, I can tell you this, Ross, a lot of people, a lot of Giant fans say, why don't the Giants use Saquon Barkley the way the Saints use Alvin Kamara? I have no answer to that. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, other, other than to say, well, Jason Garrett. I don't know. Sure. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Alvin Kamara is, I think, what a lot of Giant fans were hoping Saquon Barkley would be and how he would be deployed. And if you can figure out a way to stop him and make Jameis Winston beat you, you give yourself a fighting chance. If you can't do that, if you let Jameis Winston have all day to sit back there and throw, you're not going to go very far. And, and you know, you throw on top of that the offensive issues that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, if the Giants don't score and it just seems like, you know, touchdowns are at a premium, it's like if you, if you get one of those, you might as well put it on ice because it's so rare. Um, you know, <laughs> if they don't score going to be a long afternoon for the Giants. And I will say this, you know, the, the last several games when they've gone down to the to the Superdome, that place has been a house of horrors. I know uh, you and I spoke, I think, it, you know, earlier in the summer, and we yeah, talked about that. Yeah. And that place has just been a house of horrors for the Giants. They got to break the voodoo spell or whatever it is. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know, get a voodoo doll or something and, and just do something about that so that that, you know, that they have a a fighting chance of winning down in that building. I'm gonna I'm gonna align with you with my first key, and it, it's it's keeping Jameis Winston clean. Uh, his his completion percentage when he's clean seventy one point eight percent. Three touchdowns there. He's also got a one hundred nineteen point four NFL pass already when kept clean. But all of that drops when he's under pressure, which is you know the usual for any quarterback. But it is a drastic drop. completion percentage, only 10 of 24 when under pressure. And that passer rating drops from over 119 down to 57.1. So they have to work on keeping Jameis Winston clean. This offensive line has had its struggles here so far this season. And it's not getting any easier as the offensive line isn't getting any healthier. Now, the Saints didn't have, didn't put Eric McCoy when he was injured week one on injured reserve. So that might signify that they don't expect him to miss three games. So he'll definitely be a name to watch out for throughout the uh, throughout this week as we get practice reports and injury reports. That would be a very, very important name to watch on the injury report is starting center Eric McCoy, because if he's able to come back, that is very much a key to victory for the New Orleans Saints because communication gets better. Rhythm gets a little bit better. The cohesion is there. You still get a little bit concerned about Jameis's blind side with James Hurst out there, but I think the Saints depth on the edges is much better than their depth on the interior. On the opposite side, make sure that you're getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. Of course, Cam Jordan just came alive last week. He didn't get to the quarterback for a sack, but he put together six pressures in that game. You had Tono Passanio with a sack, CJ Gardner-Johnson with a sack. I think these players that can play all these versatile roles and that can go out there and play you know, at nose tackle and then move out to edge and then come back in at three tech, that's going to be really helpful against an, a, an offensive line in New York that has been hampered and has been sort of riddled with injury thus far. Shane Lemieux dealing with injuries. And you mentioned, you know, uh, the most recent injury to the offensive line. And so with all of that, I think that the Saints ability to rotate and potentially outlast opposing offensive lines who have to stay on the field the entire time while the Saints defensive line, they all get, you know, breaks every now and then the Saints are very good at taking advantage of that. And then my last key to victory is is going to be the crowd. Uh, just to go back to it again, th- this is going to be huge for the New Orleans Saints is to be able to play in front of the Houdat Nation again, again, for the first time since January of 2020. 
This is a, a big time opportunity for the New Orleans Saints. And as we as we referenced earlier, it's meaningful to the organization. It's meaningful to the players, yes, but it means the world to this community, to the to these fans, and and and, and to the city, to this region, to have their New Orleans Saints back at home in the dome, uh, competing for them and in front of them. Demario Davis said in his pregame speech before the New England Patriots win that they're playing for the city. Well, now they're playing for the city in the city, and that's definitely going to be immeasurable uh, in this game. So Patricia, if we have to make picks here, are you willing to to make a pick about where you think this game is going? Look, I picked the Giants to win against Denver. I picked them mm-hmm. to win against Washington. I picked them to win against Atlanta, the soft part of their schedule. The Saints are doing pretty well. They are The Giants are now entering the tough part of their schedule. Mm-hmm. I can't pick this team to win again until I see better football. So those of you who are Giant fans watching this, please don't make me turn in my Giants Nation card. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't pick them. I just can't. I need to see better football. I need to see more creativity on offense. I need to see how they're going to fix that back end of the defense. Um, I outlined some ideas on my Wednesday show about that. Um, I need to see how they're going to survive the Blake Martinez injury. Are they going to get home on the pass rush? Can they take advantage of some of these injuries on the Saints offensive line? I have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And I don't like when I have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. So as a result, yeah. I can't pick the Giants to win. I'm sorry. I think it's I think I think as you mentioned, like dealing with all the injuries and everything like that, it, it, it makes a ton of sense. If this were a healthier New York Giants team coming in. I would say that this would be one of those games that people don't expect to be close that a, a, a Giants team could walk out with a win because the Saints have a lot of questions too. You'd want to see that passing offense come together. It's going to take some time to do that, but they have an identity as a defensive team and as a run first team right now. If they can lean in on that, then I'll take the Saints to win here. And I think that the, you know, playing in front of the home crowd that is just starving for Saints football that is not going to be a friendly environment for any opposing team. So I I can't say that I blame you. I, of course, will pick the Saints here as they return home. Shocker, I know I'm shocking the world with my selection here. But hey, I I really do think that it's on the table there for the Saints. Uh, Patricia, always a pleasure to speak with you. Always a pleasure to be able to break down these Saints and Giants game. Y'all want to keep up with everything going on with the New York Giants ahead of this matchup. Make sure you go and check Patricia out. There's nobody better at Patricia underscore trainer on Twitter. And of course, every Monday through Friday over on the Locked on Giants podcast, which is also over on YouTube as well. I'll be over there to give some additional insight to this game from the Saints perspective. So you can go and check that out. But of course, always great to support Patricia and all of the great work being done there at Locked on Giants. Thanks for coming through, Patricia. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Always, 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 y'all. It's another crossover Thursday in the books. Tomorrow, it's keys to victory here on Locked on Saints. We'll knock all of that out and continue on. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go and check out Locked on Bets. Win yourself some money this weekend. Thanks to your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. We'll be back with a whole bunch more here to get you ready for Sunday's matchup. Giants and Saints this weekend. It'll be a ton of fun. Appreciate y'all.